Hey, working moms, thanks for listening to the very first episodes of the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms podcast. A lot has changed since I recorded these episodes back in February 2021. And while the core principles of these first four episodes are highly valuable and relevant to you as a working mom, and I definitely recommend you listen in, I also want you to know that I have updated the work-life balance process that I teach here on this podcast. And if you'd like to listen to an updated version of the process, head on over to episode 60, where I walk you through the first step to creating work-life balance. And then over the course of several weeks, I teach you the entire five-step process. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in and let's get back to the episode. Hey there. The term work-life balance is a bit misleading because it suggests that there's work and then there's life as if they're opposites. But for us as ambitious working moms, work is a really big part of our life and we wanna keep it that way. So in today's episode, I'm sharing the hard truth about work-life balance, what it is, what it's not, and diving deep into exactly what it takes to create a foundation for a balanced life. This is part one of a four-part series. So here we go. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom podcast the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Hey, ambitious working moms. How are you doing today? This podcast is three years in the making, and I am so excited to finally get it into your hands. There are more women in the workforce than ever before. Actually, 72% of women with kids under the age of 18 work. And when we compare that to 1950, it was only 18%. Women are on the rise in the workforce. And I created this podcast as a resource for moms that really want to stay successful in their career, but don't want to sacrifice their family to do it. So this might seem a little bit ambitious on my end, but my desire is for women to never feel like they have to choose between their career and being a good mom. And although we have a lot of work to do systemically to get more women in leadership and to make the work environment more family-friendly, there is so much we can do as individuals to be more productive, confident, and vocal in both our work and home life. And that is what this podcast is all about. So for those of us who haven't met, hi, I'm Rebecca, and I am a certified professional life coach that helps working moms balance their ambitious goals with motherhood. And over the course of this podcast, I'll share more about my own story, stories of other working moms who are creating balance in their own life, and ultimately provide strategies and methods for you to do the same. It seemed only appropriate that episode one, this episode, focus on the heart of what this podcast is all about, which is balance. So here we go. We're going to be talking about what balance is, what it's not, how we create it. Let's get to it. Okay, here's my problem with the word balance. It can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. A balanced life to me might not mean a balanced life to you. 
And when most people think about work-life balance, they kind of imagine this equality between their work and their home life, where there's some kind of equal amount spent at one and the other. And they imagine that scale where as one goes up, the other one goes down. And then when the other side goes up, the other side goes down, right? But I just don't think that is the most helpful image to use when talking about work-life balance. At one time in our history, work truly did feel like clocking in and clocking out. Work was left at your work and your home was left at your home and never shall the two meet. And that is simply not the reality of our economy any longer. Expectations are that you work until the job is done, not until a certain time. You should be available whenever you're awake. Notifications should be set to ensure that you're available. And then, of course, we have our own personal expectations of how good we are at our job if we choose to either be available or not. Even the term work-life balance is pretty misleading because it kind of suggests that work isn't a part of life, right? It's work-life balance as if they are opposites. But have you ever met an ambitious woman who keeps their work and their home life completely separate? No. Work is so much a part of who we are and what we love about life and what we have to offer this world. It's not about containing it to a specific part. Balance has truly nothing to do with keeping your work and your home separate or some equality between the two. So if it's none of these things, what is it? Balance, very simply put, is a feeling. I don't mean to trick you, but it's true. Balance is literally an emotion that we feel in our body. So when we say we want work-life balance, what we're saying is we want to feel balanced. So when we talk about creating work-life balance, what we're talking about is creating a feeling inside of you. And that's really important to understand because this means that the solution cannot be outside of you. It's not going to be found in a perfect schedule or an evenly distributed household task or more me time or a more family-friendly boss. It's going to be found inside of you in the way you're thinking and feeling about yourself and your life. And although that feeling is going to be cultivated a little bit differently in each of us, I've spent the last three years working with hundreds of working moms to really understand what it takes for ambitious women to cultivate a balanced life. And I've broken it down into four components that I'm calling the four C's to a balanced life. I'm going to be doing an overview of all four of them right now. And then we're going to do a deep dive into the first one right here in this episode. And then I'm going to spend the next three episodes diving into the other C's. All right. So the first component of work-life balance or the first C is confidence. If you're not feeling really good about you and your work, you're likely not going to feel very balanced in your life. If you're constantly looking for other people to validate how good you are or what you're doing, you're going to be spending way too long perfecting things and not being efficient with your time. If you're really hard on yourself and have a lot of negative self-talk and spend a lot of time second-guessing, you're not going to experience balance. Your relationship with yourself is literally the foundation for feeling balanced. And we're going to dive into this a little deeper here in just a moment. The second component to work-life balance is clarity. 
you have to kind of know what's most important to you, your priorities, and where you're headed in your career if you're going to experience balance. If you don't know where you're going in life and what you're aiming for, it's going to be kind of hard to get there. When you have clarity over what's most important and where you're headed, you can start to actually make decisions to move you closer to those goals and that vision. And we're going to talk more about that in the next episode. The third C is controlling your mind. There's a lot of different ways we can talk about mindset and thoughts and self-talk. We can use kind of any term we want here, but the heart of it is you have to be able to control the words that are going through your brain. Our brain is so powerful that our thoughts are like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They either move us forward or they hold us back. So you have to be able to really control what's going on up there if you want to have the ambitious and balanced life that you want. The last C is commitment. And actually, funny enough, I really didn't set out to find words that all started with the same letter. It just kind of turned out that they all started with C's. So I've decided to call it the four C's to balance. And the last one here is commitment. You have to commit to the priorities and goals that you set for yourself. Going after a balanced life doesn't always feel good. You have to say no to a lot of people. You have to turn off your computer at the end of a workday, even when there's more work to do. You have to push yourself to get things done in a fraction of the time you used to give yourself to do it. There is a lot of discomfort in going after a balanced life, and you're going to have to commit yourself to the journey. So there you go. The four C's to creating a balanced life. Confidence, clarity, a controlled mind, and commitment. Man, this is so good. I get really fired up when I talk about this because even though I know it feels kind of hard and for a lot of people sort of impossible, I've been able to create this life for myself and I've helped hundreds of moms be able to do this in their life and I know that you can do it for you too. So let's do this. Let's dive into the first component to creating work-life balance, confidence. Now, I have met a lot of women that are really high in their career, have climbed the ladder, and yet describe themselves as lacking confidence. I was one of them. Before I became a coach, I worked in event management. I planned 20,000-person events in the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. These were like developers' conferences for Facebook and other tech companies. I was in charge of creating massive schedules, creating emergency plans for 20,000 people, thinking through everything from security to connectivity. My clients spent literally millions of dollars on these events and often used them to make big announcements about their company. I was really good at the job. I kept getting raises and promotions. But all the while, at the heart of it all, I questioned myself. I needed to hear I was doing a good job and that I was doing something right. A lot of who I was was wrapped up into the success of my career. And after my daughter was born, I knew I wanted to change careers, but I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't really believe that my skill set was transferable into something else, and I almost felt like I was in the middle of a mini identity crisis. Who was I if I didn't do this type of work? Who was I if I wasn't going after the next promotion or the next big event? But when my daughter was born, I sort of had to just slow down. My instinct was to just want to keep going to work on bigger and better events for bigger and better companies to find the next big gig. But when she was born, none of that seemed to really matter. I was 33 when I had my daughter, and the ambitious go-getter that I was up to that point 
felt really lost when daily life was about feeding and changing diapers and sleeping. And in a lot of ways, I felt back by her, her schedules, pumping, endless research on how to get her to sleep through the night or when to introduce solids. I felt very stuck. And not just in figuring out what I wanted out of my career, I just felt like I didn't know who I was anymore or what I was all about. And at the core of confidence is truly knowing yourself. It's about knowing what you're really good at and what you're not. And the reason that's so important is because a confident person doesn't beat themselves up for things that they're not good at. A confident person just accepts that they can't be an expert at everything. A confident person accepts that there's just a learning curve and it doesn't mean you're a terrible person or a terrible mom or a terrible worker when you get something wrong. I realized that I had spent a lot of my adult life thinking my successes are what defined me, which meant that I had to keep having more and more and bigger and better successes in order to really feel good about myself, which kind of meant I was delegating out my confidence to someone else other than me. And then I started doing it with my daughter too. I saw her ability to nap or sleep through the night or eat certain foods or not cry as what defined success for me as a mom. It's what made me feel confident that I was doing something well. My confidence cannot hinge on someone else doing something or not doing something or telling me I'm doing something well or not doing something well. My confidence has to be found within me. So it wasn't long after my daughter was born that I started building a new foundation for my confidence because I knew the way I had been operating wasn't going to work for me any longer. I couldn't be dependent on her or someone else or some type of accomplishment for me to really feel good about me. The reason this is so important is the foundation for confidence is the same foundation for balance. We don't want balance to hinge on someone or something else other than you. We don't want balance to hinge on your boss not asking you to work over the weekend because then you're going to have to feel like you're going to say yes or being able to afford a nanny versus daycare because it makes you feel like a bad mom for putting your kid in daycare or having a full four hours to work on a presentation to feel like you're prepared, or having accomplished everything on your to-do list before you leave on Friday so that you don't have anxiety about what you haven't gotten done, or even needing more than two hours in a weeknight to see your kid in order to feel like you're a good mom. Right? When we talk about being committed to balance, we're going to be talking about saying no to people and learning to accomplish things in less time and being willing to not work at night even if somebody else is waiting on you for something. And in order to do these things, you are going to have to have that foundation of confidence. True confidence is being able to separate yourself and how good you are as a person and as a mom or as a worker from how much you get accomplished, how successful it was, or if anyone else recognized you for it. A confident person has a foundation of belief in themselves that comes from nothing and no one else but them. So how do you build this confidence? Well, with my clients, we spend several sessions defining who they are. We name their core values, their identity apart from their work, and their purpose. And we do these three exercises because it was the foundation of how I built my confidence almost seven years ago when my daughter was born. It built what I like to call a compass for who I am and who I was not. And knowing who you are not is almost as important as knowing who you are. 
So for example, I remember looking at my list of values and my identity and my purpose and realizing empathy and compassion weren't really on those lists, which didn't really surprise me a whole lot. I could have told you that, that I wasn't extremely empathetic, but now I just simply named it for myself and I stopped beating myself up for not being that person. I'm just not the friend that people come to cry to. I'm the friend that people come to fix their problems. That's just who I am and it doesn't have to be a problem. We waste a lot of time and energy saying things like, why can't I be X, Y, or Z? Or why can't I be more empathetic like? Or why can't I just... These kinds of thoughts tend to just eat away at your confidence and your balance. So one exercise I give my clients, and feel free to steal it from me here, is at the end of the day, set a timer for five minutes and make a list of what makes you great. What makes you a great mom? What makes you a great worker, a wife, a friend, a human? Make a different list every single day. It's not that you don't know these things. You probably do on some level. It's just that you're likely in a pattern of thinking more negatively. And we want to get your brain to a place where it can very quickly remember all of the good stuff about you, which means you have to spend some time naming it, whether that's informally doing an exercise like this, or even more formally in something like coaching or reading a book, you're going to have to really dive into who you are at the core and start believing that that person is enough. That is what's going to create the foundation of balance for you moving forward. All right. I hope you liked today's episode. Be sure to tune into the next one where we will dive into the second component of creating balance, clarity. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking for more support, be sure to check out the Work-Life Balance Formula, a free training to help you feel more confident in your career and fully present with your family. You can find that at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.net forward slash balance formula. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and review giving me your honest feedback. I'd love to hear what specifically you liked and if there are any topics you want me to cover in the future. Writing a review will take you less than two minutes and is one of the most helpful ways to spread this resource to other working moms. I thank you in advance and let's get to it moms. Moms.